the Illegal Underground Podcast, Episode 30. On today's show, Supreme Court Funny Business, a discussion of moral turpitude, and a lawyer turned wine critic. This is the Legal Underground Podcast, hosted by Evan Schaefer, one of the friendliest trial lawyers you're ever likely to meet, but hopefully won't have to. And now, here's Evan Schaefer. Welcome to the Legal Underground Podcast. I'm Evan Schaefer. Before we get too far into the show, we got to get something straight. That bit about the friendliest trial lawyer at the beginning... That's just announcer Scott Fletcher saying that, and he barely even knows me. In fact, I wrote those lines myself and paid Scott to say them. They're not lies exactly, but I think I was stretching the truth a little bit. Friendliest trial lawyer you're ever likely to meet? I don't think so. It is a nice sentiment though, so thanks Scott for that in- introduction and I'll, uh, and I'll try to do my best. Perhaps in future episodes I'll talk a little bit more about my law practice and my career as a lawyer. Talk about why it's so hard to be friendly all the time. For today, though, let's just leave it at the fact that I'm a trial lawyer licensed in two states, Missouri and Illinois. I've got a law firm, Schaefer and Lemire, located in Godfrey, Illinois, which is just across the Mississippi River from St. Louis. That's my main business venture. This podcast is also a business venture of sorts, a very minor one. I've also got a website, Evan Schaefer's Legal Underground, which you can find at legalunderground.com. Take a look. You'll find lots of interesting tidbits there about the law, commentary, some humorous items, some hard-hitting rants, most of it law-related in some way. If you like that sort of thing, check it out and be sure to leave a comment. That's what they're there for. All right, so moving on, let's turn to the news. Newsflash. U.S. Supreme Court Chief Justice William Rehnquist hasn't resigned. At least that's what's happening Today, on Saturday, July 9th, as I'm recording this, but yesterday on Friday, when the media should have been focusing on news about the London bombings, American reporters were going wild with speculation that President Bush would announce Rehnquist's retirement when he returned from the G8 summit. Of course, President Bush did return, and he didn't announce Rehnquist's retirement. Why don't we cue up some zany music in keeping with the zany American press? I think it was Bob Novak who started all the rumors about Rehnquist and Bush on Friday with something that he said on CNN. There was also speculation during the day that other Supreme Court justices might be retiring. Justice John Paul Stevens and Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It's bizarre, I know, but true. I'll link to an Associated Press account in the show notes. The reporters, of course, hounded Justice Rehnquist all day. They camped outside his home in the rain for three hours and When he finally came out, they asked him if he was going to retire. Rehnquist's response, That's for me to know and you to find out. It's true, too. That's what he really said. It makes me wonder if he'd been inside his house watching David Lynch's movie Blue Velvet. You remember that part at the beginning? Sandy says to Jeffrey, I don't know if you're a detective or a pervert. Jeffrey says, Well, that's for me to know and you to find out. Was that the source of Justice Rehnquist's line? Perhaps. Let's start a rumor. Chief Justice Rehnquist is a David Lynch fanatic. You heard it here first. Meanwhile, where there's smoke, there's fire, at least sometimes. And it is likely, I suppose, that Justice Rehnquist will retire. He's been sick after all. If he does, look out. President Bush already has one slot to fill. 
and the Senate has to confirm any nomination that he makes. The Senate, as we all know, has the collective attention span of a class of third graders. So whether there are one slots or two slots to fill, the Senate's going to be able to do nothing in the next few months but fight about Bush's nominee or nominees. It means that President Bush's entire second term legislative agenda is, is pretty much kaput. That means social security reform and immigration reform and the asbestos bill and nothing's going to get done. It'll be nothing but the Supreme Court for months. Interesting to watch though. Good theater. Let's turn now to one of my favorite topics, moral turpitude. At this point in the show, I think I'm going to play an entire early podcast of mine. It was a legal word of the week, moral turpitude, as read by a favorite third grader of mine, actually my daughter Zoe. I used to do these words of the week where other people picked a legal word and recorded themselves reading the definition, and then I added some music. It was a little lame, I know, but Kevin Heller participated, and Denise Howell, and a weblogger called the Dark Goddess of Replevin, and Sean Milo, and my friend Joe Simon, and my own kids a few times. And my daughter Zoe's reading of moral turpitude was one of my favorite legal words of the week, with music that I wrote myself that kind of captured the ironic feel that I was looking for. So, here we go. The legal underground word of the day is moral turpitude, which means the act of baseness, vileness, or the depravity in private and social duties which man owes to his fellow men or to society in general, contrary to accepted and customary rule of right and duty between man and man. Moral turpitude also means act or behavior that gravely violates moral sentiment or accepted moral standards of community and is a morally culpable quality held to be present in some criminal offenses as distinguished from others. Source, Black's Law Dictionary, 5th edition. For more interesting legal trivia, go to Notes from the Legal Underground at www.legalunderground.com. And that, folks, is all you'll ever need to know about moral turpitude. Unless you want to dig a little deeper and listen to a podcast called The Distorted View Show, Tim Henson's podcast that specializes in moral turpitude. It's a good show if you've got a strong stomach for rough language. And if you remember as you listen to it, Tim Henson is a moralist. I'm not sure that some of his listeners know it, but it's true. And damn, he's funny. And finally today, I have a book recommendation. It's going to seem a little strange to people who know me, but it's about wine. My own favorite wine is, well, it's called Bud Light, or Miller Genuine Draft, either one. Whatever, I bought this new biography of Robert Parker Jr., the world's foremost wine critic, and it was pretty damn interesting. And Robert Parker started out as a lawyer. Who would have known? He went to the University of Maryland School of Law, where his fellow students called him the Phantom, because he never went to class. After that, he worked as an in-house banking lawyer for a number of years until his wine newsletter, The Wine Advocate, had enough subscribers that he could ditch the law for good. Parker's hero in those days was consumer advocate Ralph Nader, 
who served as a model in a sense for Parker's wine newsletter, Parker wanted to root around the traditional wine press, which was seen to be too dominated by the wine industry, and bring consumers a straight scoop about wine. And he's still doing it in 2005 on his website, Robert Parker Online. The full title of the Parker biography is The Emperor of Wine, The Rise of Robert M. Parker Jr. and the Reign of American Taste. It's by Ellen McCoy, and I recommend it, as well as the many fine wine podcasts that have been popping up, including Grape Radio, Winecast, Wine Geek, and Wine Fix. All of those are available for free at the iTunes Music Store. Actually, I think there's some beer podcasts, too. I'll talk about those on another show. And that's it for today. Feedback is always welcome. You'll find my email address on my weblog, Evan Schaefer's Legal Underground, at LegalUnderground.com. Thanks for tuning in. This has been the Legal Underground Podcast. For more legal education, visit Evan Schaefer's Legal Underground at LegalUnderground.com. When it doesn't nauseate, it always entertains. <laughs>